When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you for calling Ticket Shaft. Main menu. If you are calling to tell us how much you like our website, press 1. What? If you are calling because you had a great time at one of our events, press 2. If you would like automated help typing in your credit card number, press 3. If you would like to thank us by buying us donuts, press 4. Who calls for that? If you are calling for any other reason, please stay on the line. Someone will be with you eventually. Have you tried using our website? Go to ticketshaft.com backslash go help yourself. Yeah, I'm calling you because I've never heard of the internet. Jesus fucking Christ. I see you are still holding. I guess you aren't taking the hint. Nope. Press zero to speak with a representative. Main menu. God damn it! You're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast. This week, we fixed the internet. Or something like that. Detroit, not stupid, it was time to blow.
Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the fee to my surcharge, Loose Cannon. How are you this morning? I am excellent. Thank you for asking. What, what, a, what a nice thing to say, by the way. Yeah, you know, uh, you, you're, my, you're my boy, Blue. So we got a lot to talk about today. We're obviously going to get into concerts that are coming up. We got uh, anybody that read the show description knows we're going to be talking about, oh, how to buy tickets and, and attend these shows and, and the whole catastrophe that's turned into. But tutorial. January has officially become like this concert announcement month. It is. It's almost like, you know, it's it's almost a season upon itself. You know, my my email uh, is just blasted with you know press releases about this tour, that tour, and all that stuff. Why don't you do a quick rundown? There's a lot of shows that I'm excited to go to. Yeah, absolutely. And can you remember a time where it all hit all in the same week, though? Because I don't. Like no, I think it's a new. It's uh, it's uh, it's the new way, man. It's uh, it's oh, a new okay. Order. You think it's even more than before because it seemed like it was almost within a two or three day uh, span of time that everything was announced. Yeah, so. I mean maybe a week, but it it was clustered. It was I've never seen anything like this where yeah. uh, the whole summer is basically planned. Yeah, man, so it's exciting. Yeah, within just a couple days, we were just texting each other back and forth because you know you had Alice Cooper announcing he was. Touring with Tesla and Lita Ford. You've had Rom Stein announcing their U.S. tour, Monster Magnet, and their celebrating Power Trip. You've got Sebastian Bach coming your way. Mm, nice. And you know, a ton of the big fests, too, like Rock Fest and Rock USA, which, and Rock Lahoma, anything with Rock in there and mm-hmm. some kind of. Uh, yeah, all those uh, lineups version. just got announced. Yep, all those came out. And there's Pearl Jam, of course, and, and you know, for, uh, and announcing a new album coming out this in a few months, and, and plus you got the one I'm most excited about, Nickelback, touring with STP, uh, the Scapegoat Tour. Nice, yeah. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> are you going? I am. By the way, hashtag better than crew. I, I, okay, well, they're definitely a better live band, that's for sure. Yeah, man, fucking a ton of ton of uh, entertainment coming up, man. Exactly, yeah, and, and it's, it's just like, uh, uh, but it's, you know. It, Super Bowl it, it, halftime show? Fuck. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, we got what, J-Lo coming up here soon. Yeah, they they really need you know they don't put a lot of hard rock at the Super Bowl because they want something that has a broad based appeal that can pull everybody together. So they yeah. got two Latino artists that nobody can name any of the songs by. <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. We all know why those two are on the halftime show. <laughs> yeah, for any dude watching that is probably fine if the TV's on mute. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Has there ever been a time when when you were uh, just hoping that that uh, Adam Levine was going to just pop on the screen and, <laughs> and push them aside, yeah. show off like, show off the, the new the new uh, the new uh, uh, tattoos he's got in the last twelve months? Well, I think what happened is the NFL heard mine and Ron Keel's comments about the halftime show last year, and they yeah. said, "Oh, you think we couldn't do a worse show than that?" <laughs> so I this like is less that- interesting to me than the singer from Maroon Five. Uh, oh boy, I, I feel I feel a, re- a Super Bowl uh, recap coming soon. <laughs> yeah, but on our schedule, you look for that in April. That's uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'll be in the hot tub with Ron Keel oh, this year uh, during the yeah. halftime, which is going to really be take a lot of work because it's like a five hour drive from where I live, and sure. just to sit in a hot tub for what? How, how long is the halftime show? Fifteen minutes, and then drive home. So yeah, well. You know, you you put the you you put your effort into what what you uh, what's important to you, Baco. <laughs> Back to these rock concerts. How many of these are you going to? You got a, a, basically a checkbox next to everybody. But uh, at least four of these. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna make efforts to go to Pearl Jam, Monster Magnet, 
and uh, Cooper. You know, I think that's a cool. I think that's a cool lineup. I mean, I've, you know, Tesla is that a perfect match for him? No, but it's a hell of a lot better than the opening bands here or any opening band. He never really has any opening bands, so that's sure. kind of cool. I, I looked at Cooper tickets. I still might go. I'm going to try to get pressed for that one, but uh, I, I, I'm going to say I think for the second year in a row, I'm going to be fest free. I don't see me making the effort to attend any of these. Nope, unless all of a sudden Northern Invasion pops up, which is not going to these, yeah, these rock. Yeah, this I haven't looked at the lineup for Rocklahoma, but for Rockfest and Rock USA, I mean these. The odd thing is, is that Limp Biscuit now is is headlining a lot of these, and they're actually almost identical to the the like Rock on the Range Fest I went to a decade ago. I mean, I'm talking about like, <laughs> like you talk. I'm not even making a joke. Like the headliner. I know, that's, so it's funny. The it's headliner is true. Yeah, but like in 2010, I made a joke saying, "What is this? The Rock Fest of 1999?" Because that was it was like Rob Zombie, Limp Bizkit. I think it was. Uh, uh, oh, the, the, whatever bands you want to think of, if you take those posters, they are uh, there was at least 50 percent of those same bands on this one and in headliner position a decade later. So it's they're running out. You talk about Rock is not dead. The selection of bands on AEG's roster they can keep putting up there. There, those are drawing up. Gradually and then all at once. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember who's the famous author that said that. It's some book. But uh, I mean, that said, we kind of, this is kind of the, um, the end result of what we were talking about in our last episode, where we just keep funneling money at these kind of aging stars and nothing at anything new. You know, I mean, good I, point. So now, guess what? Yeah, I mean, you, you made a joke 10 years ago that's still f- true. It's only 10 years older. So yeah, it just <laughs> yeah, and and this whole thing or the whole uh, I can go into a whole thing about the right, right way to celebrate an album or stuff like that. But the the point is with the Limp Biscuit thing is that they are touting the fact that they're on tour is they are celebrating the twentieth anniversary <laughs> of. Uh, chocolate starfish and the hot top flavored water. You know <laughs> what I thought you were going to say sorts. was chocolate rain. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> chocolate rain. Some stay dry and others feel the pain. Chocolate rain. I, I'm just going to go on the, right now. I'm, I'm going to make a statement. This is the Cobras and Fire statement. If you're going to celebrate an album, take that album, and I think we've gone back and forth on it, but just take the, take it, celebrate it, and just take out the parts that you know fucking suck. You don't have to play those three <laughs> turds. You can play all the shit people want to hear. You can put it in a set list. Otherwise, I don't need you. I don't need I, you. I, as- I want, I've, I'm on record about 100 times in this show saying I want it to stop. It is dumb. I want to see good songs performed good. That is all. I, I, I love fucking uh, so many albums. But when I go to see a band live, if they have a catalog of a lot of stuff... I don't want to see one album played in sequence unless, like like I said, it makes sense if you're Operation Mindcrime. That right. is kind of cool and kind of necessary if you're going to do all of it. But that's it almost turns into theater then. But yeah, give me a fucking break. Exactly. I'll I, I, I tell you why. And the reason I'm bringing it up, but there's a couple bands out there that are talking about this. So I know who you're talking about, Alanis Morissette. <laughs> is she doing it too? Yeah, the Jagged Little Bill tour. God damn it. So, they, so you've got, is that 25th Isn't it ironic? <laughs> oh boy, the incident ironic. I'm playing. All right. So the the monster magnet said think? we are going to be. Are you done with your puns? You talk about. <laughs> I think those are puns. They're not puns. <laughs> They're not puns, or and it's not ironic. So it works for her, right? Yeah. Um. So the. So Monster Magnet said, we are not doing a back-to-back playing an album full. They say they're playing a celebration of Power Trip, 
which okay. basically, if you look in the, it says like we're playing six or seven songs from it, which means the good ones mixed into their set list. You're going to go see Sebastian Bach. He does a good job of doing it front to back because he does some entertaining rants in between it. Yeah. But still, do I need to hear that front to back and then a few songs from Slave to the Grind? Fuck no. Play the, Do a celebration of it. Vary it up. And then the other one that that will get people's uh, uh, nuts all in a, a twist and everything like that is I actually got half a chub when Nickelback said that they're doing their All the Right Reasons album, that they're focusing on that one because that's the only album I think that's any good by them. And it has like five or six good songs up. But do I need to hear the whole thing? Fuck no. That's my point. The word is celebration. Say that, please. Can we get an amen? I don't even think it's necessary at all. Just fucking, it's your, it, you're touring. Why are we milestoning my <laughs> album release dates? Because it's a news thing. It's something you can say. That's why. I get it. No, I mean, it's effective, clearly, because it's not going away. It will go away eventually, because what fucking groundbreaking album came out in the last three years that someone's going to celebrate in 20 years? (laughs) Uh, I mean, is is, uh, Taylor Swift going to do a 1989 tour? Probably. I guess, probably.
So anybody planning to attend any of the concerts that we listed or any other show, they, of course, are going to need to buy a ticket at some point. And the two biggest ticket uh, companies in this country, anyway, I'm not sure if it's worldwide, but Ticketmaster and Live Nation, they basically have a a throttle hold on all the major artists. They recently made some news towards the end of uh, December when they said tickets are for concerts are too cheap. (laughs) I, I did see that headline, but when I clicked on it, uh, for me to actually read the article, I had to pay three fees. <laughs> yeah. I had I had to uh, reset my password and then uh, get a, a verification text. Right. Um, but yeah, the, basically the nuts and bolts is because of the secondary market. Uh, you know, with 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 scalping being legalized and and places like StubHub and Ticket King, basically scooping up you know uh, tickets and then reselling them at a higher inflated rates. And bands like Metallica, basically working with them to help get another round of cuts from all these ticket sales. Ticketmaster and Live Nation feels like they're just getting pinched, man. It's like, hey, if people are willing to pay this money and and all this extra stuff, technically we should be charging more for these because otherwise the secondary market wouldn't be as thriving as it is. There's some validity to what they're saying, but uh, fuck them. And are people <laughs> really? I mean, we will. I think eventually by the end of this, we'll, we'll kind of broken down. I don't think people are really buying those tickets as much as they're being said. I think it's kind of a loss. I don't know if loss leader is the right term, but, you know, if, if one person buys a ticket at $300 over the, the list price, there's probably a handful of people that are getting it close to cost, and they're still making a $300 profit. I mean, I'm this is just the whole evil empire here. I'm pretty much speechless. I mean, there, there's a couple of things. First off, they are saying that they could command more. But really what's happening is, is these huge agencies are buying up all these tickets through agreements and things like that. And they mm-hmm. know they have back-end back in deals where if they don't sell X amount of them and these things have been reported, then they can give them back to them at no, at no fee. So that statement is bullshit to begin with. Yeah, for the average idiot, um, I might even call him idiot, for the, the, the whole fake uh, reality that's, that's, been, that's been made, this facade uh, about the, the demand of the ticket industry, that could be, you know, they could say, hey, this ticket's going for 200 on StubHub, and we sold it for 100. So of course people are willing to pay 200. But what they're not talking about is all these things where they, yeah. you know, like the whole quote sellouts for the the Motley Tour, or whatever, where it looks like that, where they do have back end deals where they can give them back. And once they've they've hammered Johnny for 200 a ticket, and they're left holding the bag on a few of them, they because of their relationship, they can give them back without taking a complete bath on the deal. So you know that's a bullshit statement to begin with, right? Very much so. I mean. These these headlines and the way they're they're shared everywhere. This is really almost just a marketing campaign more than it is news. What they're trying to do is is get it in people's heads that tickets are fucking expensive, and you're okay with it. It's like when you see these these tel- these cell phone plan commercials where a dad's kid is running around the yard and life is now suddenly easy because he can get uh, four phones for hundred and fifty dollars a month. Sure. Wow, that is such a good deal. Hotels. How about those hotel commercials? It's like, yeah, I, I got this five-star hotel for $98 a night. Now we're conditioned to think hotels are well over $100. I remember about 20 years ago, I read it. we, we were printing something, and it talked about the average cost of a wedding being $15,000. I have never been to a wedding that cost $15,000. 
I actually went down the rabbit hole and looked up and found this, found out where they came up with this number. Because you factor in the airfare, the limo, the the Dracula character that married me. My entire wedding, the whole week, the the hotel, everything was just about a thousand bucks. <laughs> I flew to Vegas, as you know. And and not only that, but how many people are getting married in Vegas every day for $20? There's just tons of ways to to, to, to skirt this. Getting married at, the, at your local Justice of the Peace. And again, the people that I've, the weddings I've gone to have typically taken place in a church that probably asked for a few hundred bucks. And the food they served was a slab of ham shoved between two pieces of bread. You know, I mean, this wasn't like a, a you know, it was another maybe two or $300 to cater to the thing. They have some uncle that took pictures pictures of the whole thing. I'm not saying everybody does this, but there are a lot of people who do that. And I, I so I looked it up. Sure enough, the 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 number came from uh, people who hired wedding planners spend an average of fifteen thousand dollars. I'm like, and yet I, I have literally had debates with people. Planning, no, you don't understand how much it costs to get a photographer to get a caterer. It's like you don't fucking understand. I'm not saying you can't spend well over $15,000, I'm saying no way that's the average. And I was right. And this kind of feels like that. They're just trying to beat it into people's head like, yeah, you know, if you want to go sit in a really shitty seat in a fucking back of a hockey arena to watch Nickelback, eh, it's going to cost you a bunch of toonies and loonies. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I'm just completely confused because I was told the uh, the uh, the average cost of a wedding was 30 <laughs> Well, it was 20 years ago. Did your wife tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Tell your friends not to think out loud until they swallow. Whisper thing into my brain. Your voice sounds so Touch your hand, touch your face. I 
Baco, I'm a, can, can I add some flavor? Something that you don't think you knew, knew about until, until, the, until right now? Please do. Uh, about 12 years ago, uh, my wife and I had a wedding planning company <laughs> in South Florida. And the quote, all the articles, you're completely right. It's all about perception. The articles down there were to do a destination wedding in Florida. Well, there's some truth to this because that's when you're flying. Mm-hmm. People are of a different thing. They're flying people down there. The average cost is 30000 not fifteen, thirty. So you have to work your wedding planning fee into that amount to make it work, blah, 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 blah. So it's all expectation of what you're going to pay. Once you put that, be it a 15 or a 30, and you use that, then anything you're doing at that point is a, quote, bargain. Yes? That's kind of how they want you to trick it, but but uh, that's my point. And for the people that that, that have, because I I know all these these women that I've gotten screaming matches with it uh, right in their living rooms while they're planning a wedding are probably listening right now. I'm uh-huh. gonna oh yeah, that's our big audience. Yeah, guys, guys here are like, yeah, this is completely incorrect information about the wedding industry. <laughs> so so for them, I'm gonna break down how averages work. All right, so for let's say let's to make the numbers line up nice. Let's say uh, one person got married at, through your service for twenty nine thousand nine hundred. And then uh, four people uh, got married in Vegas for $25. That brings a grand total of five (laughs) weddings for $30,000. Divide that by uh, $30,000 by five. What do you get? Something like $7,000, $8,000. Boom. Now it's already fucking under $15,000. But you're not (laughs) probably... (laughs) We should start our own wedding planning. Like, no, no, no. You don't need to spend that much. I know a guy. Finally, oh what, my I'll god! The, you give me, give me, give me a hundred bucks. I'll take the pictures for you. I got a sweet cell phone. I, I, we finally figure out how to monetize the podcast. This this wedding is planned by Baco and LC. The, <laughs> the, can you imagine that the DJ, the band that we hire, we hire vet, you we, mean we hire your iPhone. <laughs> no, no, random. No, uh, the, yeah, the you, band. You, we, you pull up your Spotify playlist. <laughs> the band is Venom. Yeah. <laughs> what if Grim Reaper would play a wedding? <laughs> he does. The, the, the lead singer of Grim Reaper with his one leg is reading off the. Uh, he's the MC with his iPad. <laughs> we're, 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 they have a, we have a giant ahead. Cobras and Fire banner behind the the the, 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 the where they're getting married. That's right. Covers of Fire, rock that. comedy podcast and wedding planning. Yeah, right right at the end, instead of show, uh, throwing rice, everybody just throws socks. <laughs> I think we're Anything on else? something here. Yeah, I mean. I think, uh, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we need to write a whole, I, I think we just stop the podcast now and write out and finish our business <laughs> you, plan. Uh, I now pronounce you husband and squish. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, you may now kiss the squish. You may now kiss the squish. <laughs> And then, of course, because we double down right after right after that's right off, we work we we do the Cobras and Fire divorce <laughs> divorce the surface. Half off half off second wedding coupon. We get the groom into his own efficiency apartment. Oh God, there's so many avenues. Do you now. like I, Murphy I, beds? I, I, <laughs> 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 oh my God, we have finally. I've, this is our niche. We finally found it, Baco. I love it. Oh, my God. You know, like all those damn mattress commercials, maybe we should start selling a Cobras and Fire Murphy bed. <laughs> That's right. It's a, it's a twin only. <laughs> only one size. You get the best night's sleep you ever had. You do. Because uh, uh, you'll be drunk. 
exactly. <laughs> Comes with a, a little. Uh, uh, maybe maybe it's a, it's not just a Murphy bed, but it's a Murphy one of those Murphy beer fridges that also folds into the wall. <laughs> oh my God! Everything in your apartment folds into the wall <laughs> because because Murphy because it's like it's like for 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 a Coberson Fire Murphy bed. It's a twin bed, and it also has to have the nightstand is just chocked with alcohol. We should just develop our own like uh, housing development somewhere, and everything's Murphy. <laughs> it's, everything falls in and out of the wall. It just uh, TVs, furniture. Oh man! God. Well, let's uh, every- let's pull it back yeah. into what we're yeah, talking about today. <laughs> Good lord! That, I did not expect that this morning. Oh man! A while back, the Black Keys appeared on the Joe Rogan podcast. And I encourage anybody that finds this uh, industry kind of stuff interesting to, to check it out because it's about an, there's about an hour and a half of uh, of well basically just the drummer talking which is weird but uh, he does most of the talking he tells just a ton of fascinating stuff but one thing that kind of ties into the ticket thing that we're getting into today I'm gonna kind of break down now I find if I remember right we were talking earlier this week you haven't had a chance to listen to this yet right no I, I heard it okay I, I couldn't recall. But anyway, um, so for the listeners out there, here's the nuts and bolts. They were just getting ready to release a new record, and they were approached by the the people from the label about like uh, packaging um, the album, giving giving away an album download with a ticket sale, and then you you sell the tickets, and people get the code and they can download it when it's released, and that way this would ensure that they would get a number one record, number one total, like, yeah, like not, Billboard not just, number not one, just not all just, charts, yeah, Billboard, yeah, the, got it. Uh, and, and I think they ended up coming in like, I don't know, four or five anyway, um, w- without doing this. But yeah, this is the deal they offered. So basically, the record label wanted the band to basically give back $5 that they would get from a record sale. Like if, if, if this, the record sold for $10, uh, that money was basically splintered out and split out however. But the record company with these ones that were given away with a ticket... Uh-huh. Uh, they wanted uh, basically the Black Keys to pay the record company $5 for every one. And they only counted the ones that actually downloaded, and they said they had a 50% rate, typically, of people that would actually take the effort to download the record. Meaning that for every record that someone downloaded, they gave the record company $10, if you're following my math. They, you know, so every ticket got one, so that was $5 to the record company right off the bat out of, out of their concert tickets. And then another, it, but what it actually equates to, if they're only half the people are doing it, they're giving the record company $10 to give away their own record. Uh, that is just fucked up. Uh, right. So if I get it right, uh, 100 people buy a ticket, 100, 100 codes given out, but only half of them use it, and they're only paid when somebody actually does download it to their computer. No, the, the record company gets paid every time. It only no, counts I know, as a but, sale but they, towards you know that, that goal of being the number right. one album yeah. uh, for if they actually download it. So SoundScan is just saying, if they download it, then we'll count it. The record company is saying... You know, we have to give it away to everybody. You have to pay for all of them, and you know, it, it really equates to ten dollars. You're basically give paying the record company to give away your album. Paying that, paying the record company essentially to to get a number one album for status for some kind of hype. Exactly. Really and now think about all these artists when they brag about their number one record. This is always in the back of my head now. How much did they they sacrifice? They just they that means more to them than actual money. I mean, the Black Keys are big enough. Like I said, the album did good at, you know, in in today's standards as it is. 
Right. But it, but it was just like, what's what? So we can say we were number one? What the fuck? That's a pretty heavy price to pay. Uh, yeah, that that was... Back that in was my day, loose, they printed posters and hung them in windows. <laughs> Not anymore, man. Ugh. You know, I do remember this becoming kind of a trend almost like a decade ago, though, with like Prince, I think, did this for a couple I'm of his albums. I'm glad you brought that up. Let me say something on that real quick. Prince did give away his record, but they they refused to, um, and it's probably because, you know, this is still when people, like, he, you literally were handed a CD at the door. Oh, this is with physical. Okay. Yeah, and so this is this is a, you know ten, fifteen, twenty years ago maybe. He did it, and and they they refused to count those against the actual sale of the record. He, which is what he was trying to equate it to, I think, largely because nobody got a cut. I, I I'm pretty sure this whole thing got worked out, and maybe it set a light bulb off in the minds of the the brain wizards that run the record business. That hey, you know, this might be a way for us to make more money. You know, as record sales dwindled, you know, uh, right. So what a fuck job. I mean, again, it takes advantage of the artist in a way that's unnecessary. And this is just one of the uh, several examples we'll have today of shitty business models. I don't care if it's not illegal. This is wrong. You shouldn't do this. And you shouldn't ask artists to give this up. I don't really have a problem with the idea of like, you know what? We're going to give away a digital download with every ticket. You know, the physical product and the album doesn't seem to matter to people as much. Maybe this is a way to get the music out there. And if you want to count it against SoundScan, I'm all for that too. But the idea that the artist has to give the record company something back just so the record company can give away a fucking digital download. They're not even making CDs. I'd almost right. expect them to say, well, we'll do this, but you have to cover the cost of the, 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 the printing of the CDs we're going to give out. This is a button click and typing in eight digits that the, that the person yeah. does. There's a fucking hard drive in somewhere that's giving it away. A very odd situation. Those are those old back-ass agreements that Black Keys must have come in in the industry right near the end that had some kind of weird deal uh, with them. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. anything now, that that wouldn't make any sense to ever sign anything like that or even to have a conversation about that. Oh, it I disagree. Be. I think now it's probably more prevalent with you know basically these 360 deals where the record company wants a piece of everything. You know, um, and, and they come up with fun names like 360 deal. Like, we're going to have be involved in everything and make sure it's all kick ass. But really what they're saying is we're taking money from every possible revenue stream that an artist can get. Right. But when they, when these 360 deals came out, they did a complete 180. In the
as you're aware, I have been on a personal mission since uh, tickets for the Motley Def Leppard tour went on sale. Uh, going back, what is that mission? Uh, well, g- going back even to uh, the, the Metallica episode where we t- broke down um, oh, yes. how they kind of were double dipping in the secondary market. Uh, it's been kind of something that we've kind of hammered a, a little more frequently on the show, and that is just this whole mess of the of legalized scalping and, and everything and how that goes. My mission has been a lot of what we were just talking about, which is like creative marketing, convince people things are successful or they cost this. And that's just, you know, you kind of ingrain it into people that this is what they're going to expect. Motley Crue announced, and I first saw it on, uh, on, on Nikki Six's Instagram, but then eventually I saw it just shared all over the place. Fastest sellout in Milwaukee baseball stadium ever for a concert. It was very specific the way it was announced. Like if they 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 almost missed like for a concert on a Thursday. They, you know, they, it was actually very baseballish how specific the sure. statistic was. And right, the first comment I saw is Tommy Lee saying something like, "Yeah, bro, I'm stoked," and none of this jived. And I'm like. Okay, first of all, bullshit, they sold out any place yet. They just went on sale. And then, why Milwaukee? Why would Milwaukee, and why is it, like, impressive that it's the fastest? I'm not, it's just all too specific. And so, I I get curious. And so, I go, immediately go to StubHub, pull it up, and, of course, damn near Every fucking ticket is still available on the secondary market. So I started, I went hard, man. I was trolling Nikki Six's Instagram page, the Motley Crue group, uh, some fucking rot, like, uh, like concert, uh, fan groups that I'm a member of, uh, that anybody, the people that were sharing it. And I'm like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of fucking robots there. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. And, and this, uh, this is what's happening, people. You're being conditioned, you're being manipulated. They're trying to convince you that, oh, my God, I have to. I better get fucking tickets quick because they'll be gone. No, they won't. First off, it's it's amazing that I just see the anger. I just see the like the, the, <laughs> the fire coming out of your head like the uh, <laughs> like a little cartoon and going on all these things and typing really hard on your phone and stuff like that. All this stuff is very amusing to me. But when it comes down to it is that I've never seen not even Kiss – has been like high fiving themselves and like hyping <laughs> themselves for 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 this kind of bullshittery, like as a band. I mean, the only person's not doing it is because Mick Mars can't figure out how to turn on his computer, yeah, like that. But the but everybody else is jumping in on this stuff, like, oh my god, this is so awesome! What's up, bro? And then they even like pull in like Def Leppard to make comments on this too, a little bit. Yeah, That's they they, they seem to they definitely weren't as hard on it, but they're like, all right, fine, say something, put something. Yeah, up there. okay, that's awesome. It's doing great, but it's like I've never seen any. Any touring entity at all, be it rock or anything like that, you don't see you don't see the cast of Hamilton um, <laughs> uh, b- b- blowing stuff up like, dude, another another three years Nobody of sold out shows. Nobody has ever fucking killed Omaha this fast, man. Yeah, <laughs> Woo! you know, and, and the fans too. I'm seeing them comment on it. You know, it's right. just like this is so awesome. Go crew! And I'm like, there's look. Guns N' Roses got back together with Slash and Duff for the yeah. first time in 30 years, and they didn't do this. Motley Crue hasn't had a full four years away from their last show. You know what I mean? Def Leppard tours every fucking summer, Poison every other summer. 
Nobody cares about Joan Jett. So, <laughs> sorry, Lee McCormick. There's no way there's that kind of excitement for this thing. So they got to drum this bullshit up because they're going to try to make this money, you know. And uh, it would be really cool if just I don't know if we if we could actually unify people in this country, which of course we know we can't. What wow. if nobody said it never ever went to StubHub or Ticket King or any of these secondary markets and bought tickets? Just say fuck it, let them buy it. I'm not going. Yeah. And then yeah. what? You're gonna brag about your sold out show with eight people in it, Tommy? Doesn't. Suck. I mean, give me a break. You got a fucking empty stadium. Then this will never happen. This is a pipe dream for me. Jesus fucking Christ! What a fucking sham. And you know, the thing is, like, I I feel like I was on the front on this. I felt I was out there doing this, and I was actually getting in arguments with people on on Facebook because, of course, I'm want to do that. Like I said, I was literally trolling, trying to get a reaction from hopefully from one of the artists, but it ended up only being from the other people like me. And then I'd, I'd screen cap. Like, you know, here it is. Fucking buy any seat you want. Yeah, who tell me this thing's fucking sold out. Why are they all for, still available? I mean, who is going? All the people they're selling these tickets to that haven't bought them yet. It's not fucking sold out. So, uh, again, this, this kind of goes back to that just braggadocious bullshit that doesn't... It, it's just trying to manipulate the market. It's a profit deal. It's the man. It's the man. But as doom and gloom as it might sound, and as helpless as I actually feel in this situation, a lot of people should. Somebody is trying to do something about it. Uh, there might be a, uh, a little uh, a break in the clouds, so to speak, Luce. Uh, like, like we mentioned, all those bands that announced they're going on tour, there is one that is going on tour and has a new album called Gigaton coming out, and that's Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. And as you know... Pearl Jam, like basically a quarter century ago, tried to, <laughs> you know, shake its fist at the man. The nation's top rock band is accusing the biggest ticket distributor in the business of unfair practices and price gouging. If they don't agree to Ticketmaster's terms, they can't perform. A spokesman insisted Ticketmaster never told any promoter not to book Pearl Jam. He dismissed the band members as, quote, petulant young children who ascribe to business anarchy. Last month, the band took the extraordinary step of filing a complaint here at the Justice Department. We had a very specific problem with Ticketmaster, and they asked us to come and testify about our specific problem in regards to a larger lawsuit that's being brought, but it's... We are honored to have representatives of both Pearl Jam and Ticketmaster here with us today. The key question is whether recent contractual agreements between Ticketmaster and most major stadiums and concert promoters have violated federal antitrust laws. Who would like to go first? Stone? All the members of Pearl Jam remember what it's like to be young and not have a lot of money. Many Pearl Jam fans are teenagers who do not have the money to pay $30 or more that it's often charged for tickets today. We have made a conscious decision that we do not want to put the price of our concerts out of the reach of our fans. Mr. Chairman, this is really about choices. Fans can go from one music store to another to find the best deal on a CD, but they can't go anywhere but Ticketmaster for concert tickets. Do you think Ticketmaster is entitled to a profit? I, I, don't that, think, <laughs> I don't think that question matters, you know. You do have a contract with your record company and that it is exclusive, is that correct? I, I think this line of questioning is very strange because it seems like what what does that really have to do with anything? The, I'm I mean, just trying to the lay issue at hand here is whether Ticketmaster is a monopoly, not whether would have anything to do with our business or what our relationship is with our manager. Let's or just get it record. on the record. Now I gather, Mr. Horn, uh, yeah. do you want these guys to play Long Beach or not? Uh, <laughs> I, what I want is a record. <laughs> with Ticketmaster and failed miserably, but at least they stood up and they tried to to say, this is a monopoly, these guys are evil, and kind of pull that, kind of like you are now, 
uh, 25 years later, yep. Baco kind of picking up picking up the the baton that uh, that Eddie uh, left on the on 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 the streets of Seattle, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, if anything, it's gotten worse. Uh, but, yeah. But at least they tried to shed light on an issue. It just turns out that the American people are really fucking stupid. I think in back then, I don't even think that scalping was a thing. No, no, well, not it like it is. No, like it the, was illegal back then. Yeah, well, it was illegal. It wasn't online at that point because that was like the mid nineties. I think. Yeah, I mean, it was started. a guy in the street corner. You know, t- yeah. who wants tickets? Who wants tickets? You know, S- Steve. It was just Steve. It was Steve. And by the way, I am one hundred percent all for illegal scalping if it's that. Yeah, me too. I mean, if Steve wants to take on the burden of the tickets and yep. go out there and, and make his way in, in life and put in the the sweat, fine. So. So I'm on uh, their email list for any announcements, tour, and otherwise. And I get an email that says, Pearl Jam is announcing the first leg of their North American tour, dates March and April. And they've only got 14 dates on the list. And one of them uh, is in Denver. So super excited. And But I'm like, yeah, just like we talked about, what's the first thing you think about when you see when you see concerts that are announced like this, Baco? It might pique my interest in going, but then I'm thinking, uh, i got to deal with Ticketmaster and say, fuck it. Exactly, and I gotta set my alarm for 10 a.m. and see how everything gets all sold out by 10:01. But on this specifically, it says in this email to give fans the best chance to buy tickets at face value. Pearl Jam has decided that tickets will be mobile only and non-transferable. There's a pre-sale, and you can only buy them by being a Ticketmaster verified fan, which I'm going to go into what that is uh, in more detail in a moment. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, also, it says. For fans that are unable to use the tickets, Pearl Jam and Ticketmaster will use North America's first, first time this has ever existed, fan-to-fan value ticket exchange. Which, which And this, basically, you can only transfer these mobile-only tickets to somebody else that's a Ticketmaster verified fan, and you can't even do this until February 18th. You know, my, my first thought when you told me that was Ticketmaster is still involved somehow. But at the same time, I kind of trust Pearl Jam to to the fact that they're involved in it, too, that maybe it won't be anything to, to worry about. But the idea, I don't think Ticketmaster, generally speaking, can be part of the solution because they are the fucking problem. Anyway, carry on. Right. No, no, I, I agree. But I'm looking at this. If I'm like, there was okay. any trepidation, that was the one thing that stuck out. Well, you're still working with Ticketmaster. Sure. So, But first, you're being announced. There's only 14 shows. It sounds like you have to go through a couple things to become a verified fan, whatever the hell that is. And also, you can't even like basically buy them and sell them right away is what it's saying. Like, And you can only transfer them for the same equal value. So it looks like they're cutting out scalping completely for this. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Isn't that kind of what it sounds like? It sounds okay. bulletproof. Okay. So, so I click on – so excited – I click on this link to become a verified fan, and uh, I'll just just touch a couple things on this. First off, I already have a Ticketmaster account, so it makes me sign into my Ticketmaster account to begin with, um, and it. But then you have to also get a text sent to your cell phone. You have to sign in with your Facebook account. You have to do all these things that are methods of authentication, which are also doing what, Baco? It is, again, just handing over all this information to a corporation that doesn't need it. Right. So I've never had to give my phone number before to Ticketmaster. I had to do it there. They had to send me a text. I had to respond from said phone, from that information. Hmm. I had to verify uh, current address information. Um, Again, use my Facebook profile, use my password for Facebook and everything. All these things that, you know, a bot could never do. Why is... This human leaking. <laughs> also, I had to take uh, redo one of those uh, captcha things where you have pictures of 
of trees, and you have to show which which trees are are uh, which one which one in a square is actually a tree, which you know uh, a bot can never do either. You know, if you actually took a picture of your 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 nutsack and put it on Facebook, you know, some kind of Zuckerberg algorithm knows that's a nutsack and it's going to pull it down. So right. that's bullshit too. But point being is 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 that I did all these things. I'm like, okay. And then it says you'll get an email saying that you're a verified fan. I get an email that says. We'll let you know in a week if you're a verified fan or not. <laughs> what? What do you mean? What are you going to do between now and then? Is there an investigative report? I, I thought at some point somebody, I thought at some point somebody was going to call me and say, "All right, give me the track listing for verses right now." <laughs> some guy in like a black suit shows up at work and uh, asks to speak with you. Who was the original drummer on Ten? So that's where I'm at at this point. So now I don't even know if I'm going to get it. But it also said this too, which I thought was interesting. I want to know your opinion on it too. All tickets for this tour, all tickets, no matter where they are, floor or not, will be sold for $95, including a $5 donation to a charity. So $100 flat for all tickets. No more, no less. That includes all the fees. Love First it. First off, what's your opinion? I love you it. love it, too? I love it. I love it. I, I'm also you know, a point of purchase for the first 48 guy, because I like being rewarded for, for doing something somebody else wouldn't, and that reward would be a better seat for the same money. And for me, normally, if you said 100 bucks to go to a concert, I'd be like, F you, but haven't seen Pearl Jam in 14 years. They play two and a half plus hours. They're always putting on a good show. They're playing limited day. Hundred bucks is probably where you're going to end up if you even if it's a sixty dollar ticket with fees and bullshit, right? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's fair, and it's it's everything from everybody first in. The verified fans get it, and they're limiting purchases to only four tickets instead of eight for this too. So, what do you think? Would you like to me to let you know what happens next? Yeah, please let the listeners know because I, I you've already told me this is amazing. So basically, I've done all this, and I'm told I'm supposed to get an email at midnight on Wednesday for the presale on Thursday. Okay. I don't get this. At 8 a.m., I keep refreshing my email. I finally get this thing that says, sorry, man. I'm going to read exactly what this says. Okay, this is an email. Due to extremely high demand for the Pearl Jam presale, powered by Ticketmaster Verified Fan, you are now on the wait list. Should additional presale tickets become available, registrants will be randomly selected to move off the wait list and will be notified via text message with information on how to shop for tickets. Okay. So I'm sitting there. Now I'm in a, now I'm at work. I'm in a meeting. All of a sudden at 10.45 in the morning, you know, 45 minutes after this fucking thing has started, <laughs> you know, uh, selling, it says like, hey, here's your link and here's your code, dude. Go for it. I basically had to come up with some like my house is on fire bullshit story. Run out of there. Jump on the computer, dial in everything, and the first thing I get to when I get to my special link is a guy who's walking uh, in in like mm-hmm. a little graphic, and it says you have 150 people in front of you. I'm like, what the fuck? I said I was off the wait list. I watch it, then it'll have another minute later. It says 60, and all of a sudden it says one. Buzz, boom! Enter your code. I enter my code, and I'm like, yes, sweet, $95 plus fees. It has a picture of the arena, and the only tickets available are on the upper deck behind the fucking stage. <laughs> How many did you get all four tickets? I looked at it and then the whole thing about the the $95 plus 5? No, it was 95 plus 5 plus $25 of Ticketmaster fees and they have a new thing now where for $10 extra they have what's called a keepsake fee, which is you can actually get a printed <laughs> it says like a classic looking actual ticket we will mail you to to use. But by the way, this keepsake won't get you into the actual concert. That's just something you can put in uh, in your little scrapbook. You actually yeah. have to still use the mobile first ticket Unreal. Um, to get in. But $135, nothing available t- except for the top of uh, 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 the Pepsi Center 
And I was like, I'm out. And that's when I called you. I said, this is such a fucking scam. What was the whole purpose of me doing all this? I ended up with the same end result. And then after we talk, I, of course, went to StubHub to see if I could get tickets. And, of course, what did I, they were available. All of them. Yeah. You sent me another picture. And all those tickets I did want were available for, like, $250. I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. Yeah. So who's, who's the evil person? Is Pearl Jam with a crappy PR stunt? Do, they, do, they, I, I, do you think they intentionally want to do the right thing? Uh. It, it seems like you can't win.
as you can see, I mean, you can't have Ticketmaster regulate <laughs> the bots. No, or whatever, you can't or, or have the bots have... regulate the bots. I mean, Ticketmaster <sighs> is is the Terminator coming back in time to protect itself. You know what I mean? It's sending Arnold Schwarzenegger to kill uh, Pearl Jam. Yeah. It's a, it's like hiring Harvey Weinstein to run your sexual harassment training. At work. <laughs> yeah, Harvey Weinstein's head of HR. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's, it's just not going to work. But he's going to find a loophole to keep sexually harassing. Okay, so yeah. Oh, did mean, you have to dress like that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what Ticketmaster would say. Oh, oh but God, I mean, it's, even even I, I I do think in all uh, seriousness that Pearl Jam is trying to do. I do too. Right I'm going to give them the benefit of doubt on this. They've yeah. been pretty outspoken on this. I don't know that this was their. In- this definitely. I don't. I just don't think they're. They have a Metallica deal or anything like that. Yeah, and it. But it led to the same path, really unfortunately. Did. And and it, it's a damn shame because here I was, fan lining up, did the things, ready to spend the money, just like a good fan should. Excuse right, Rocco. So how can we solve this? Meeting to go buy fucking concert tickets. I did. I'm, I'm like I'm like running. I'm lying to people just to get just to stare at a goddamn graphic in line. Oh, um, but you know, and I'll, I'll I'll quickly hammer home my my personal solution is is basically get rid of scalping um, and then uh, at least make it illegal. Also, I, I'm a real big fan of, I think, point of purchase. That means you go to the arena, the box office, one box office for the first 48 hours, and, and, and that's the only way you can get tickets on a pre-sale. The bottom line is tickets, it shouldn't be that hard. You know what I mean? That now we're getting to where we're getting paperless tickets, which I think is is is, is we're getting to the age where like almost all sports teams are going paperless, and you have to download their app onto your phone, which of course you're giving away more personal information to them than they already need, and then you that's the the paperless, and they they sell it as like this is more convenient. We're going to get you in the arena faster. The fuck you do, man. I'm sorry, but it's way fucking slower. People routinely have problems getting the thing to pull up and open on their phone. Uh, I mean, fucking a buddy of mine in Minnesota, it's winter. You know, the phone dies when it gets cold. He got to the arena for a wild game, and he fucking had to find somebody to charge his phone for a couple minutes just so he could show him his ticket. This is not the light reflection. Yeah, all this stuff is not about convenience for anybody except for the people who make the money. They, it's convenient for them to resell it. They can control it. They'll know exactly where everything goes, and that's what we're allowing the, when we we agree to this kind of crap. I, I just think legalized scalping is not what they sold us. It was, you know, they were like when 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 legislation started getting pushed locally here. I don't know what it was like where you were living, but it was all about like why can't Loose Cannon sell Baco a ticket at a little bit of a profit? He bought it. It's his. We allow him to do it with everything else. But the reality is we weren't we were being we, that's what we were being sold but what was actually being happening is we were allowing companies like Ticket King and StubHub to get in line in front of people for concerts they never wanted to go to and and that's just i don't know I, that's a shady fucking business it is no better than a if someone's selling crack if you ask me or hooking <laughs> <laughs> that's a good pause uh, it shouldn't be this complicated. Yeah, I, I agree with your point of purchase thing to a point. I, I do think that's going to be difficult. People don't want to get out of their car. Agreed. Hand- yeah, I mean, okay. I, look, again, this is my utopia. This is this to me solves it. It worked when the Foo Fighters did it, but anyway, yeah, it's never going to happen. My workaround with this is there's so many bands, be it small and large, have their own little Facebook groups or fan clubs, whatever, whatever uh, have you. It wouldn't be that difficult to say for the first hour of the sale. 
to, because I work online with different things, to have some kind of th- authenticator that says, you have to log in from Pearl Jam's actual website fan club. You have to be a pre-existing fan, be part of their Facebook group, whatever it is. Not not that morning, like a bot would, but, but to exist before, and at least have that blocked out where you, you are an actual verified fan is in the fact that you are a fucking fan and you're part of some group that you have to prove that you're part of already. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. Like, just for that... Just for that part and like a timer saying, okay, we're blocking this for the first hour. And what does it matter? What does it matter that, that the bots come in at 11 if from 10 to 11, the actual people that have been verified from a history of online presence through their different groups can get the tickets? That's just an idea from a from an actual technology standpoint. That's all I got. I'm just saying that they make they, – you see, they say, oh, there's no way to prevent it. There is. There just has to be a couple steps that does not have to do with you the actual beast himself. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And again, you can't expect corporations to do what's best for the consumer when it affects their bottom line. You mentioned to me what is our goal with this episode, and I kind of put together some bullet points that I'd like to hit on that I think at least should – be this is what we're going for whether it's going to be achieved whether it's achievable or not really isn't the point but this is uh a couple of things that i wrote down so mine you you didn't read it so uh if you have things you want to add into it uh, by all means so uh, the first thing up is that getting tickets shouldn't be so convoluted and what i mean there it's just a ticket it reserves a seat and provides access let's stop treating it like a fucking stock or a bond that is all it is. It shouldn't be any more complicated than that. It should be handled as a service, like a cleaning crew. It's just a fucking ticket. <laughs> no special equipment. I think it's fucking ridiculous that you have to have a smart... I, I know most people have them, but not everybody. You shouldn't be required to have a smartphone that is compatible with the app they need you to download. They, it should Only requirement should be money. If you have it or you don't, give it to them. They give you a ticket. Simple. Now, I don't care that an app's an option out there for people who want to take advantage of that. I'm merely saying... It shouldn't be required. I shouldn't have to download an app specifically to see your show. Correct. I mean, or a sporting event or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Flash seats. I had to do that recently. We had to buy that specifically for one venue. There's a bot calling me. (laughs) <laughs> Try to leave that in there. Yes. <laughs> All right. The bot. The, the, bot, the bot. Listen, that's Ticketmaster's bot. Yeah, Ticketmaster must have heard what we got going on. They're trying to stop us. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I, I want to get rid of these pre-sales, the fan club VIPs, the secret codes. It really just opens up all these corrupt secondary things. So, again, tickets on sale, buy ticket, get ticket. That's it. Simple as that. Ticket pricing should be transparent. All fees are included in posted prices. All fees should be standard, not based on demand. And any price reduction needs to be passed on in the form of a refund to any already purchased tickets. Someone who bought a ticket right away shouldn't get fucked because the the show did bad and the guy next to him gets it for 10 bucks. Unless, of course, the guy bought it from me. You know what I mean? I don't care if, if individuals <laughs> right. exchange them. I'm saying when the corporate, when StubHub is suddenly going, well, now we're going to just give it to you for half the price. Um, fuck you. That's your problem. All right. Well, we're talking about ticket pricing being transparent. The last thing on that, I really do think every ticket needs to be available once they go on sale. Not this little chunk is set aside for this. I, I don't know. The only, you know, I, you know what? I don't even think you should have to have a Ticketmaster account. The only people that should need an account to buy tickets is like the concierge at a hotel. You know, he's going to buy a 
cluster of tickets and then give them to guests. Oh, God. So basically what we've said is our, uh, we've we've uh, proposed a manifesto that will never... <laughs> oh, none of this is ever going to happen. I'm not a fucking fool. <laughs> Let's uh, just get that out of the way right in now. In the sky, baby. Promoters, book show, book and sell shows. They don't sell tickets. That's the solution to me. Live Nation and Ticketmaster, you want to control arenas? You want to control the events? You want to be the promotion? Do that. Let someone else handle the tickets then. Because that's part of the, the issue you're getting into there, is that they control everything, and they make it difficult for anybody to do a fucking thing about it. it there's no universal solution because they're so specific to who handles it. You either sell tickets or you promote shows. Make up your fucking <sighs> mind. At least there My should God. be some uh, separation of the two units if they're going to work together. But you know, at this point, if this keeps going, this industry, the only way you're going to have to, uh, to, to get decent tickets and de- decent seats is to start your podcast and do 200 episodes and be able to get tickets. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one plan. It's, it's, a, it's a long con, you know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, do you think it's a the long let, con? I, I got a serious question for you. Do you think the bubble's ever going to burst on this? I mean, because it's just getting. I mean, what, what did they, they say? The I don't know. I saw in one of these stories that I was reading for this, like the 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 percent a ticket increase has gone up, like like I don't know, two or three hundred percent since I don't nineteen eighty or something like that. And I don't think uh, the wages have. Well, it's kind of a mixed bag though, because the artist has to charge more because that's where they're getting their money. You know what I mean? Like 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 a, a mid level band, like a. Uh, Call it a bad religion. Let's just say it's, it's charging fifty, sixty bucks mm-hmm. now for for a ticket because they know that their real fans will spend that. But then again, unfortunately, that gets up to the eighty five dollar mark where I say I'm not going to go. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. Like like it's it, there is a certain there is a, is a certain threshold, but it comes in to where the fees make it too much. Well, like I uh, mean, for the most part, the threshold was it was peaked for me quite a while ago. Uh, but but. Uh, Clearly, people are still paying to go see these shows, and and I don't know, man. It just but, and that's the part I don't get too is where they have to completely hammer you for tickets because once you get in there, there's still revenue opportunities up the wazoo. You know what I'm saying? Like once you enter that little that door, they're gonna nail you for all the other stuff. You know, you get some merch, you get some beer, you get some this. You know what I mean? They're still good to go. There's profit there. Correct. I you know I, I really want to know if they actually. God, you know, I mean, I back in my, you know, when I had Viking season tickets, I could hammer eight beers at five bucks a pop for a Viking game. You know what I mean? We right, had, we right. had a plan. We knew when the guy was coming because um, you couldn't buy him after the third quarter. I don't even buy one beer at these things anymore because they're like twelve dollars. You know, I mean, like, do they actually still sell that? The, you know. It almost seems like they made it to where they're making the exact same amount of money. They're just not selling as much beer, right? But but there's but just with the tickets, just with the beers, there's a certain threshold. Is <clears throat> you sit down, and you're just like, how much can I charge for this beer that people will still get it and get three versus getting five? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a certain point where I suppose where if you make the same amount of money but give away less beer, it is a, a a pretty big profit deal. You don't have to match the consumption necessarily. It's at the breaking point. Oh, I'm exhausted, Baco. I need a snack. I didn't eat this morning. Yeah, me either. I'm ready. You ready to get out of here? Yeah, let's go, man. Rock's not dead. Bots don't die.
because they're machines and they're, they're just things that uh, kind of, you know, it needs to be explained because otherwise I didn't, I'm, not, I'm just loose cannon. I can't understand that. <laughs> well, I don't know why you're coming at me like that, like that. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 